Welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about getting through the winter. A lot of our listeners live in places that have had a very difficult winter this year with lots of snow, uh, below zero temperatures, bad roads, and all of this means added stress, challenges, and time-consuming chores that can interfere with the more creative aspects of life. Uh, Last week, Rebecca asked our Facebook friends to comment on how they're coping with this difficult season. And today we're going to discuss some of their answers and strategies. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So um, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Ross to tell some stories about uh, winter in the upper Midwest because he's been suffering through this. I've been kind of sailing through down here in New Mexico, quite mild compared to what's going on back in Wisconsin. And um uh, but I've seen lots of pictures on Facebook and heard stories, and it's really been difficult. Um, so, Ross, give us a little picture of what this winter has been like for you. Well, it's it's odd because um, the beginning of the, of the winter was actually very mild. Um, we had very little snow. Um, it wasn't uh, terribly cold uh, until we got into, like, January. Um, and that's kind of normal for Wisconsin. Uh, we really, we really hit a hard winter in kind of January and February. Those are usually the times when we, we get a lot of snow and a lot of colder temperatures. Um, but this year it's been unusually bad. Um, we've, we've kind of alternated between record low temperatures and record snowfalls. Um, you know, usually when we get snow here, it's maybe five inches at a time or something like that. It's kind of a manageable amount of snow to deal with at one time. Um, And we've had several snowfalls here that have been like around a foot of snow or even more. Mm -mm. Um, And so right now um, I have uh, trails that luckily um, my fiance Kara colluded with with my parents and with her parents to get me a snowblower this year. Um, I don't know what I'd be doing without it. Um, but uh, I have these trails that I've been maintaining kind of around the property, uh, just around the house so that I can get around. And uh, pushing pushing the snowblower through those to keep them, you know, clear so that I can walk around the house um, outside. Uh, I'm, I, I measure the snowfall at uh, over two feet deep um, in a lot of places right now. Um, so it's, it's a really, uh, a severe amount of snow, uh, yeah. to be, to be dealing with. We're, we're actually, we're running out of places to put it, um, <laughs> in, uh, in town, uh, when they're clearing parking lots, clearing sidewalks, um, we're tilting the, uh, we're adjusting our snowblowers to, to blow the snow up as high as we can, because we can't, we're, that's the only place left to go with the snow is up, um, so it's it's been a challenge. Yeah, I think this is very hard for people to imagine if they don't live in snowy places. Um, and I and it's hard for me even to imagine because I, like you say, typically it isn't this bad back in Wisconsin. Um, and I think it must be very frustrating. As now we're recording this on March fourth, so it's March and. Other places in the country are actually enjoying some spring right now. <laughs> and so right. it must seem very far away. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and it, it you know through these last couple months that have been very difficult, I've been I've been telling Kara, my fiance, you know, we just got to get through another month of this. Like we're really actually pretty close to spring, and now it's March, and I'm kind of joking like, oh yeah, it's spring. Isn't that what I've been saying all winter long? That <laughs> it's March, so it's spring now. Um, and uh, the reality is that it's below zero temperatures today, um, and uh, I just finished clearing. Uh, the last uh, few inches that came down in the last couple days um, and uh, also the the snow that I had to shovel off of the roof. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> I was thinking the reality of something like shoveling snow off the roof, which is a chore that has to be done when you don't want your roof to cave in. Um, this is it's hard for people to imagine, honestly, if they don't live in these conditions. Uh and and even things like you know bad roads and cars not starting and all those things i think unless you're unless you've experienced it it is hard to know and i i was kind of amused when i asked the question on facebook uh that you know clearly the people that are experiencing this it's a real it's a really big thing it's a real thing people in other parts of the yes. country or parts of the world where they're not experiencing this we're maybe a little bit jokey about it. I don't know. Or just, I mean, you, it's understandable. They don't really know what this is like. And so we are kind of, um, you know, aiming this podcast at people that live in these severe conditions. But I will say also that some people commented about extreme heat as well. And, you know, it is kind of, in some ways, severe heat when you live through that like right now in Australia, obviously it's it's summer and it's very hot there. And someone wrote from Australia saying how hot it was. You know that that cramps your style as well uh, in different ways, I guess. But we are True. we are focusing here on the <laughs> on the difficulties of of the way I think the way that winter isolates people, and that was really coming through in a lot of the comments that people made. In both positive and negative ways. I mean, there were, there were definitely people weighing in that did not object to being isolated by winter. That as, as artists and creative people, they enjoy the fact that they're sort of holed up in their, in their studios and they're not, um, as socially active, like they're not expected to, have much of a social life. Um, and this, it's always something I kind of joke about with Wisconsin when you make plans with somebody in any winter. You say, well, yeah, let's have dinner. Um, yeah, if the weather's okay or if the roads are all right, you know, it's, it's always kind of contingent, right? right? right. <laughs> uh, and even more so when it's extreme. So, it, yeah, if you have any kind of job where you have to commute and that is the case for some of our artist friends. Hopefully you have a studio at your home, uh, but uh, some people, their studio is not at their home and they have to commute in order to do art. And uh, if you have a, also a job where, where you're not able to work from home, then you have to deal with these uh, winter driving conditions, some of which are extremely dangerous. Um, and, uh, it's, it's very, if, if you're able to just kind of hole yourself up in your house with your art supplies or with, uh, if you can work from a computer or something like that, uh, then, then you have a distinct advantage, um, and you're able to continue 
to be productive from home. Um, but if that's not the case, then it, it becomes a decision of do I risk my life and my property? Do I risk getting into a car accident uh, in order to go out and uh, be productive? Or do I try to just kind of get through it with, uh, you know, short trips to the whatever local convenience store for for milk and bread, you know? Right. It, but, uh, it's very frustrating. And, and there definitely were people that commented that their studio was in their house. And in this situation, yeah, that that really works. Um, you know, in, in other podcasts, we've discussed the pros and cons of having a studio in your house. And sometimes there are downsides. I mean, a lot of people prefer their studio to be at a distance because they can go there and um, that's where they are for hours at a time. Whereas if it's in your house, there's often distractions and other things going on and, and maybe some uh, health issues like uh, inadequate ventilation or something like that. Uh, but even people that had a way to work at home, there were other things going on where they felt often felt unmotivated and unproductive. And so it seemed to be as much of anything, um, you know, this sort of an emotional state where some people looked at it in a positive way and had the ability to work at home and other people either couldn't work at home or or there was something about the whole situation that was just getting them down, which is totally understandable. Uh, other people, uh, maybe there was something else going on in their lives that was also difficult, like um, somebody in their family was sick or injured, or there was something else going on. And so just piling on these rather frustrating situations and having the weather unrelenting you know, it adds up to a pretty difficult situation. And even if you're working from home, you still have to clear the sidewalks or your driveways. Um, here, what I one of the things I'm struggling with is uh, keeping access to the mailbox um, because the mailbox is completely under snow, and I have to dig out <laughs> around the mailbox in order for somebody to drop mail off. Wow. Um, there's also the issue um, around here of roofs collapsing, which is why I was up on the roof shoveling snow off of it. Mm -hmm. um, because there's a, a a very large number of buildings that have had roof collapses in the area here. Mm. Um, and it's um, the other day I when I was driving home from work in snow that no sane person would be driving in. Um, you know, my concern was I have to get home and let my dog out because who else is going to go out and, and let him pee, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, I, my concern with my dog Mojo is that he will hurt himself trying to hold his pee in. I would rather him pee on the floor, but I don't think that he'll do that. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, I, I ended up going into the ditch, um, in about a foot of snow uh, on on the road, the ditch was about four feet of snow, yeah. um, and no tow no tow truck could come out and get me at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, they wouldn't even try to get to me, and I ended up walking a couple miles home through the snow in the dark. Um, and when I got went out the next morning with a shovel, I walked back out there to start digging the car out before the the tow truck could get to me. Um, and, uh, the fire department was going to our neighbors because they had had a roof collapse. Yeah. You told me um, about that. That's awful. Yeah. People have had barn roofs collapse with cows inside and all that. It's, you know, it's in a sort of a slow moving way. It's a disaster like any other, you know, like that 
a weather disaster like any other that hits. Um, and there has been a lot of property damage and so on and people in car accidents and everything. So it's really been it's really been awful. I mean, I really honestly from a distance and hearing these stories, I I have to say, uh, wow, I'm happy to not be part of it, but I definitely sympathize and well, you will be. Uh, yes, I right. I'll be back in Wisconsin next week. I just can't <laughs> yeah, wait. You're going to be coming back in only a couple weeks. Uh, yeah, a week. You know, the snow is not going to be gone in in two weeks. I, I totally there's understand. There's still going to be probably two feet of snow. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. And it's possible. It's possible that we will continue to get more snow after you get back. We've had snow in May before. Yeah, that's true. Um, so everybody suffers, and I guess there is something about you know, the whole world of the artists where you have to generate so much energy and motivation for your work all the time. When something like this happens, and it's it's sort of universal, like everybody around you is suffering with it too. And how do you how do you pull yourself out of that? I mean, how do you get anything done? Um, and as I mentioned, earlier, there were people that had a pretty positive attitude. And, you know, I have to really respect that because they're able to kind of take this on. But I absolutely understand how hard it would be. Um, and some people actually draw inspiration from winter for, you know, their their work, and they enjoy um, the beauty of winter. And some someone commented she she uses a warmer palette in the winter, so you know, kind of warming things up uh, in her work. Um, but I guess I yeah, I'd like to focus a little bit on those emotional issues. Um, you know, there is something called a seasonal affected disorder. I mean, it's a medical condition. People suffer from that, which comes from lack of light, and that probably happens any time in the winter when. There isn't as much sunlight, but certainly it has to be worse when you can't get out and do stuff, get out into any sunshine that there is sometimes. And I, a couple people mentioned that they were unable to exercise, say, walk their dog or something else that they normally do. And, you know, we know that exercise helps buoy our mood. And so that's, that's difficult. I think trying to find some form of exercise that you can do when conditions are such that you can barely walk to your car, you know, it's, it's um, or don't want to take your car anywhere is hard. You know, I, I mean, other than like, you know, stationary equipment in your house, a stationary bike or weights or something, I don't know what the answer to that is, but it seems important to, to try to get out there somehow and get moving. Um, I guess snow shoveling is always good exercise, right? Yeah, snow shoveling. <laughs> That's yeah. probably the main exercise everybody's been getting there. Um, a couple of people mentioned that they're feeling blocked and they're they're struggling with feelings about their work that are not very positive. Um, well, not just lack of motivation, but really questioning, you know, what what's this work? Is it any good? And I keep getting back to this idea of isolation and that there's a a sense of being cut off from the things that would normally help you uh, get feedback on your work. And, you know, maybe you get together with other artists or you go to art exhibits or you're involved actively in the art world. And then 
now you're in a, as one person described it, an ice cave or a snow cave. <laughs> she, she could barely get out of her house. And so you're there just stuck with yourself and your your own negative self-talk can kind of take over, I think, when there's there's nobody else kind of feeding you or, or helping you. So and at the same time, you know, whatever deadlines you've set up over the year, like, well, maybe you have a show in March or April, or you have some other thing that you, you know, committed to doing. And then to be in this situation where it's hard to motivate and hard to physically get out and do what you need to do. Maybe you have to go get packing boxes or something for your work. Everything becomes difficult. And it is there. there is a frustration level that was coming through in a lot of what people said to me either on Facebook or privately that was that was tough. And well, and if you need to order anything from the mail, you know, all, deliveries are routinely getting delayed by a few days at this point. Right. And then if there's any problem with your order when it when it comes, then you have to send it back and then it comes and it's a few days late again. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there have been several days um, when either because of of extreme cold or extreme snow conditions, uh, the post office has not run at all. And that that to me is one of the most amazing things when the when, you know, there's that old cliche about the mail always gets through, you know, I don't know why I can't quote it, but nothing stops the mail. Right, But the reality is, is that no, that I mean, if you want to have a beer, then I, I promise you the place I work will still be open on days when the post office is not running. Um, but uh, yeah, it, the post office does not run when it hits, you know, minus 30 or when there's a foot of snow that's coming down. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the like I was saying when I went into the ditch and I had to walk a couple miles home through the snow uh, in in pitch black conditions. Um, the tow truck could not even get to me. Uh, emergency services can't get to people. Well, that's another scary thing. Is yeah, if you needed um, an ambulance or something, you right. It's, it's I think on right. Some- if anybody has a heart attack or or more likely a car accident. Yeah, it's it's just impossible to get to them. And I think I think that's got to be like on some deep level, very insecure feeling, you know, knowing um how difficult it would be to be rescued or anything and that that insecurity I think just could undermine your creativity in a big way because basically Many of us artists need a basic peace of mind to go about our work. I mean, we have to kind of shut out the rest of the world and focus on on what we're doing. And when that when that isn't there, and there are threatening conditions, uh, I to me, I guess the best thing is, and it's hard, and I don't know if it's really realistic, but to accept that this is the situation for a while, if you can do that on any level. Um, except that you're not that your work for a while may consist of drawings you do at home with stuff you have around if you can't get out um, smaller projects and well and necessity is the mother of invention Um, Mm -hmm. you know I've I've said many times on this podcast that you should do whatever you can with whatever materials you have available to you you shouldn't wait for perfect conditions or the perfect opportunity um, you know, you start now with what you have and if you yeah. really can't leave your house and you, you are limited by what you can get in terms of supplies, um, you know, then you, you, you work with what you have, you, you do something with what you have and, and, 
you know, with, with the time that you have, because mm-hmm. time is something that you never get back. It's, it's a, it's a non-renewable resource. And so you need to make the most of the time that you have, even if your conditions are not ideal. And I, maybe some pre-planning, and I know this winter kind of hit people unexpectedly, really. I mean, no matter how many predictions you hear ahead of time, you're not quite ready for it. But as winter approaches, to think, well, if I do get um, isolated, if I do get stuck at home, is there something that would excite me to work on? You know, is there something I could do on it in a small way? Maybe, and maybe it's writing or something that isn't even art, but is there something I could do on those days when I can't get out that if you think about it ahead of time when you have more motivation, it might be helpful as opposed to, you know, when once you're stuck in something and your mood is already going down, it can be hard to talk yourself into getting excited about something, right? It all, it's a, you know, I hate to use the word snowball, but it's snowballs, right? You, you start to think, I can't do what I want. I don't have to do, I don't have the things I need. And it's hard to get past that kind of a buildup of, of emotion about something you have no control over the, the weather, I mean, and your situation. It's normal for us to prepare for winter by, you know, having some some food on hand, some water in case maybe the pipes freeze. Um, you know, you have a few emergency supplies. You know, maybe you have a, a wood burning stove and you have some some wood stacked by the house or something just in case you need it because your furnace goes out or something like that. Um, if you're an artist then, you know, emergency art supplies should probably on, be on your list. Maybe even if you're not an artist and you just need things to do, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't know how many non-artists we have who listen to this podcast, but uh, certainly some that should be something that you consider when you're preparing to d- ride out an emergency situation. Yeah, that's a good point. We think about the practical things of staying alive, but <laughs> our emotional state can, can be pretty important too. And uh, that, that's that's a good idea, and i I think I think also if you can uh, make the the isolation problem, which several people mentioned, if you can somehow keep your connections with your friends and other artists, and even just a phone call if you can't get out, uh, email whatever you can do to kind of feel that you're still connected and not cut off from your creative friends. That's, that's a good thing. Uh, and other than that, I mean, what can you do but move? <laughs> and, and I think that is the situation for some people. They start to think about moving if they possibly can when it gets that bad. Uh, and perhaps that's a reasonable solution <laughs> if it's, if it works. So, um, well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Uh, you know, here I am sitting in in uh, New Mexico where it's like 45 degrees out and we just had the tiniest dusting of snow this morning. <laughs> you know, the only reason I I feel like I'm I'm okay talking about all this is I have lived through these winters and I know how hard it is. And I guess all I can say is that <sighs> It's tough. And, you know, anything you can do to give yourself a break, to plan ahead, to reach out to other people, 
and try and support one another is all you can do. And uh, I, I sincerely wish that spring is on its way to the upper Midwest and any other part of the country that's still swamped with this stuff. Well, if you uh, if you want to stay in New Mexico a while longer, I won't blame you. But uh, if uh, w- if you're able to make it back to the to the upper Midwest, uh, I, I have been shoveling the walkway out to your studio, oh, so you'll be able to get into your studio. That's so kind. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, happy spring, everybody, and it's on the way somehow, somewhere. Well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com, as well as www.rebeccacroll.com, and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, I've only heard about 10 words of the last minute of talking. Okay, where did I start? Hello? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. (laughs) More winter gremlins.